Here he is. Good. Here he is. The man <laughs> mountain himself. The the uh, the man mountain is here, people. Well, not not yeah. not the man mountain. My mountain. <laughs> My mountain brown. I feel like I feel like well, I'm saying it now. I got, yeah. I got from Brixton. My mountain. My mountain brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Philosophical brown. What's going on? Yeah. Well, it's correct, man. Yeah, good, man. Good. I mean, good week. Uh, good productive Sunday as well, man. Got like woken it. up by the uh, the farm drop delivery guy at seven a.m. I was like, "Yep, yeah, thank you for that wake up call, brother." <laughs> took uh, took my food in, got some stuff done. Had uh, got went for a run, sorted out my sessions for the day. Got some admin stuff done as well. I'm like it's pretty pretty solid day so far. This this is nice, man. This is nice. That you get you get mm. a morning alarm, man. That's nice. Like, yeah. your, your, your wake up call, sir. I yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Exactly. Is, is, there, like, is there a better alarm? Is there a better alarm in this world than just a guy, a guy bringing food to your door? I mean, a lady bringing food to your door would be lovely too. But I mean, uh, a, a big, far, a big, a big, big burly farmer will take that all day long. Yeah. Why? Exactly, man. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that as a wake-up call. It's, it's a good acceptance in the morning. But yeah, man. Well, so what about you? What's been cracking? Is your birthday week as well? Yeah, man. On my birthday. It was my birthday. This is this is. Uh, uh, it. I, I, it's your birthday. <laughs> I had such a nice birthday. I had such a nice birthday. Yeah. Man. I, honestly, I got, I got to say that the people that that made it a lovely birthday, my family, people close to me, friends, brothers, everything, so nice, mm. super nice, man. Yeah, yeah, just, 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 a, just a chilled out day. Uh, chill out two days, really. I felt like the the day, my birthday itself. I, I did what I wanted to do, which was do my work so i had mm. I, I told you this on whatsapp i had nine clients yeah. that day and i trained i trained three three times myself i had a morning session a session in the morning but um had a um had a session like midday and then just like i had a little bit left to do from the session midday because I, I couldn't get it all in ended up just tacking it on to the end of my day so finished all my clients finished all my work i was like fuck it i'm gonna go again and uh yes. ended up staying and have, having just a really good day i'm really really good all three workouts are really good I have this thing uh, which is like birthday PR, birthday PB. You okay, have to yeah. you have to PB on your birthday. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> can be car phrases, can be can be bicycles, <laughs> can be farmers walk. I ended up PRing on farmers walk, dumbbell press. Um, That's amazing. The front squat from the from the from the afternoon session uh, was a PR. So everything everything went uh, happy a happy day, really nice day. Bro, that's that's so many PRs. <laughs> Too many PRs, man. Too many PRs. It was basically, it, it, you know what it is? It's like, you know when you, know when you normally operate at, at eight tenths because you're like, I have to come back tomorrow and do this again or I have to go in the morning okay. and I have to train another session. So you physically, you hold yourself back thinking that it's okay that I'm not looking to, I'm not a powerlifter. I'm not getting on the platform tomorrow. I'm not, looking, I'm not trying to blow the doors off. Um, yeah. But I want to just kind of get through my workout, absorb, absorb its intent for me today without kind mm. of trying to take myself to that high RPM zone. But when it's your birthday, you just gotta just fuck it and just uh, just smash it. So yeah, the, the, it was only like a two and a half kilo, three kilo PR on, on whatever it was a PR on. Um, whatever, man. Still a PR. Oh yeah, but, but then <laughs> I went a bit crazy on the ab wheel. The ab wheel is like my nemesis in the gym. But it was yeah. my nemesis. Now, now it's one of my best friends. So yeah, my beautiful. sets are like ten reps, ten reps for the uh, for the set, and for the last set, ten. I just did twenty reps. Yeah, I just did twenty. Yeah, reps. Okay. I was just like, fuck it, <laughs> stop. Gonna keep stop going. Doing. Yeah, I started doing reps with people in my life. I was just like, what for you? <laughs> what for you, Garinda? What for you, TJ? <laughs> I love that. Because uh, you, you brought that up before as well, doing reps for people. That's such a good yeah. way of getting through it. I'm going to have to remember oh, yeah. that when uh, when you start getting to that point where you're about to fail. 
And I was yeah. like, this one, no, this one's for Umar. I yeah. must do this. I can't <laughs> let it. anyone down. Oh, it's good, man. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, especially when you when you get them out and they're good reps. And uh, mm. yeah, yeah, man. It was a nice day. Lovely day. That was amazing. Got two sets for the price of one on that one, man. That's that's epic. Yeah, man. I like <laughs> like that. Set up set up your training cycle for your for the set of like to peak on your birthday. Yep. But it's one of them. It's one of them as well. Where even if you're not set up for it, even if you're just hanging, mm. you just, you're just on your birthday. You're just like you have to find a way. I'm sorry. You just have to just find a way. You have to just do some hellacious birthday workout. Even if it's not mm. hellacious, but you just go to whatever you're doing for your for your session. Just just find a few more kilos and just feel yeah. like you've uh, you've done your best on that day in particular. Always I think. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I think if if you just know you're not going to be down for it, you should you should do something like book Sylvie for that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for your birthday, it's like I ha- this. I, I can't let somebody else down. I have to be yeah. there at this appointment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle with Sylvie. This is this is that. my birthday present to myself. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's gonna be hellacious. <laughs> One of my friends said something to me the other day. She said, uh, "You have to, you have to break yourself down so the pieces can can uh, be kind of carried forward by the wind, and then you end up kind of forming right. nicely." She she put it in a really eloquent way. I'm, I'm butchering it mm. there, but I felt like yeah. I feel like with Sylvie, you the pieces of you are going to get broken down, and they oh, are yeah. they are like then he'll just like package them in a nice envelope and just give them to you. But like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. goodbye. Yeah, yeah, just put, exactly. put, these, put these pieces of your human back together when you get a chance. Hopefully you exactly. still find out how they go together. That's so. it. Yeah, you just like, it's like a thousand piece puzzle in a box, right? <laughs> it's like, this is what, here's the picture of what it's supposed to look like. And then here's you trying to piece it back together again. You're like, oh, I don't even know what I am anymore. <laughs> the, I'm just so busted. The picture of what it's supposed to look like is just it's just yeah. constantly morphing as you get more and more fatigued by the session. You're there <laughs> just trying to put the cruises back together. You're just like, ah, oh, there's no point. There's no point. It's I'll just a today. blur. Exactly, yeah. man. It's done. What's uh, what's uh, my mountain? My mountain brown about my, my who is who brown. is he? My mountain brown, right? So my mountain brown is basically a a conversation I had with with TJ yesterday and then with mm. a friend of mine today, and it was talking a little bit about this uh this this thought that i think we've touched on the podcast before we talk about like delayed gratification not being happy Mm. until you're until you've climbed the mountain right Mm. but i thought that it's weird how these thoughts sometimes just articulate themselves they kind of just come Mm. out of nowhere and you've never actually formed these words in this order before but then they end up coming out you're like oh wow that makes a lot of sense so um what I was what I was saying was that I was I was so kind of stuck on this path at times in my life that I was almost discounting people and their praise for me. I was thinking that oh someone tell me that I'm good, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Bye. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not yeah. yeah, I don't need to hear this right now because I'm I'm in my estimation I'm still fuck all. Right. So hmm. it, it doesn't help me to hear this and tell me to dwell on this. So I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna just try and keep keep out of my mountain. Um but it's not productive. It's not productive because you 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 end up running out of juice if you don't listen to that praise and the way i kind of formed mm. the the words was that that person giving you that praise is almost like a pebble and that pebble you can kind of you can start accumulating these little pebbles as long as you don't kind of look at that pebble as though it's a mountain you just accumulate these pebbles and one day you'll be standing on a mountain because you've you've carried that praise forward and it's mm. it's it's added to you rather than pulling you off your journey you know what i mean it's, it's kind of raised the floor beneath your feet because people have have lifted you to this to this level for a reason mm-hmm. right and it's it's almost like 
I'm, I've been very, very unwilling to see other people's perspective of me as anything, as anything. I've been like, oh, I, I don't trust your opinion of me because I don't believe that to be me. I feel like I'm not accomplished mm. yet. So therefore, I'm just going to keep looking at this big task that I have to achieve. When I achieve that, oh, then maybe I can clap for myself and I, I might listen to yours as well. But it's really, life probably won't ever give me that. Not that I, say I mm. won't achieve what I want, but along the way, if I just take what people actually have for me, be happy for it, acknowledge the fact that I've helped people. Um, it's probably a, a much better way of, uh, of going about what uh, ultimately I want to achieve rather than just mm. delaying it and delaying it and delaying it for something that might not, might not actually come. I can enjoy mm. it for the moment right now and, uh, and just like take it forward with me to, to help me, mm. kind of help me on this, on this path. So that was, that, was, that was the connotation behind my name. That's beautiful, man. I like that. The pebbles, you laying out and keep getting handy pebbles, landing on the pebbles turns into a mountain, puts you mm. on a mountain. That's nice. Yeah. It's um bro, I mean what you've what you've touched on there is also neuroscientific fact as well. It's like it's how we're wired to operate. We have to find that balance between um that goal that we're striving for and appreciating that journey along the way and so accepting that praise. Cause if we're waiting to accept that praise when we get there, then you alluded to it as well. You just don't appreciate the steps along the way. Yeah. And and so you have these circuits in your brain that essentially why are you for attaining a goal, but also why are you for appreciating the here and now? So the interesting thing is, is they work opposite to each other, but they also help support each other in by working in opposition. So by you appreciating the here and now it if you do it too much then the uh, uh then you striving to towards your goal gets dampened down so you you feel like you know what actually everything is so great right now why do i need anything to aim for but then if you're too far the other way if all you're doing is chasing 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 and nothing ever feels like it's enough and nothing ever feels like it's good enough so those are the two extremes but if you have that system on balance where you're like i've got something to chase and i'm going to keep going and climbing that mountain to get there but then steps along the way whether that's somebody praising you for the work that you're doing you giving yourself a little bit of kudos because it's a subjective thing as well it doesn't have to be like you hit this objective marker it's a thing where you pronounce some um uh, some relevance to it and some importance to it so if you appreciate the steps along the way, and like you just said, it's like, you know, appreciating it for what it is, the here and now, taking that compliment, it fuels you. You feel good for the fact that you're on that journey, and then it propels you further along on that journey as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's, um, it's something that we've been able to mechanistically break down now, and it's being like, okay, there is a process that you can follow so that the goals that you're aiming at don't suck the life out of you, that you they actually bring more life into you. And you don't just wait for the moment that you get there to experience how good it feels. You can experience the process uh, to be just as rewarding as actually getting to that point. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. I feel like in the past, there's been times where you've, 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 you've got that praise, but then through your unwillingness to accept it you've almost mm. become you've almost become wayward in your approach because you're still looking for the golden ticket to give somebody but that person's acknowledging the fact that you've given them gold the golden ticket you know what i mean that mm -hmm. by their estimation 
their life is on 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 unlike anything that's ever been before so yeah. it's almost like i'm trying to chase this 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 uh fountain of, of wealth that i want to give to this person but really what i've given them actually is, is enough and that hmm. like that is obviously like we said it doesn't deter me from ever, ever going for more because i feel like that's hmm. that's a that's a driver we can't ever stop doing but hmm. in the moment accepting the fact that you've helped and you've changed and and you can you move somebody forward. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I've, I've I've clicked onto now. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to kind of just exercising that. You know, someone says someone says, mm. "Oh, good job, thank you for that." And you'd be like, "Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I feel good yeah. about doing that. Appreciate it. Nice one. Yeah. See you later." <laughs> just, yeah, just, exactly. It's, it's nothing, nothing more than that, is it? It's just a, just a yeah. little bit more of acknowledgement. And, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You're right, man. I, I was I, I used to be the same as well. I actually had to practice accepting compliments. <laughs> You know, like and uh, it's uh, somebody like uh, you, you get you get something thrown at you or whatever. And it's just like, oh, you know, you just in this like standard British kind of way as well. You know, we're raising the society, you know, you just don't 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 ex- don't don't put yourself up on any kind of uh, pedestal. What well, you shouldn't. That's that's. Uh, but I mean, like, don't it's uh, being confident is almost automatically considered being cocky. Right. So if you take it, take a compliment, you're like, that's that's bad attitude. That's just the wrong way to uh, deal with it. You should be like, oh, stop. Like, no, 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 no. You know, you're, you're saying too much. But it's like you got to acknowledge where you are actually a good human being. Right. You know, in whatever capacity that you get in that compliment. And so it would certainly be something for me. It would be like, yeah, just push it away. Never actually let it absorb into me and then when i started letting it absorb a little bit it was like oh this feels a little strange this is a bit awkward you know Mm. am i allowed to am i allowed to let somebody else make me feel good about myself like that but um yeah started appreciating it and just actually saying thank you for it instead of pushing it away and uh, that thank you is basically acceptance and then having taken it on board is just you realize you know you can choose to uh, take it on board or you can choose not to and um, and with that choice you're essentially choosing whether you believe something good about yourself or whether you don't and uh, yeah so it's yeah it's something that I've practiced so if I hear somebody saying like something nice to me like I'll be like oh that's that's nice of you to say that thank you very much mm-hmm. it's like first of all I might try and find out where it's coming from as well because you know somebody that like, you, you could have uh you could have somebody doing a Trump version. You're just great. You're great. Everything's great. You know, you're just a great person. It's like, all right, well, yeah, now you sound like a sycophant. I want to know what, where this is coming from. And then somebody will say something about you that you might not even expect as well. And then you're like, wait, is that, is that true about me? Oh, this is really nice. But I want to, I want to understand why you think that. And Mm. then it helps you get an idea of who you are in the eyes of other people. And, uh, and I think that's always kind of useful as well. It's like, uh, you know, uh, what, do, what do people see uh, when, when they look at you and the way that you behave and stuff? Because sometimes you get caught up in your own shit so much that um, you don't even realize what you're putting out, putting out to the world. Great shout, man. Great shout. Yep. Mm. I like that. It's growth, growth in directions that we've not grown in yet. So mm. nothing, nothing bad is going to come of that, I think. I think you yeah. slowly start walking down that path. And you, obviously, if you don't like it, you can always come back to the way you are now. You've got yeah. plenty, of, plenty, plenty of these reps. You know how to find your way home. Uh, Hansel yeah. and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel laid that path yeah. real, real strong. So we, we, we know, we know. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Let's see, tell, tell me about tell me about your name, bro. What's what's uh? Do you know what? Tell me about a few of your names because we talked about this before we came onto the podcast. Yeah, we talked about how we've had such good guests on the last two weeks. We've not <laughs> yeah. had time to get into our names. I know there's one. I can't remember. I can't remember my name from last week. But I remember my name from the week before. I want to get into that at some yeah. point. But but tell me about your name first. What's uh? What is philosophical Brown? Oh man, philosophical. I'll tell you what. I'll go into the other ones right. first. Thing, and then we'll get think? into this one because um yeah the, the previous one <laughs> i was like anabolic brown was last week i didn't even get to talk about it i was like damn this is a really i this is me receiving a compliment basically and i was oh, actually no. accepting it that was me being thankful <laughs> for that compliment accepting it because uh, um, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't meant to be bro you had to bring it up today <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly that's, cool. that's it man you got it you got it that's crazy that is that's crazy somehow there's there's something whatever it is in ether whether you think it's god or just nature or the universe or whatever it is it's yep. uh it's pulling it's pulling the strings right there that's that's an example of that on a micro level mm -hmm. so um yeah my name last week was anabolic brown right because uh, last week i bumped into an ex-colleague of mine hadn't seen for ooh, quite, quite a number of years basically and um and i almost didn't see him so because i was going for a run he was on he was on his cycle he whizzed past me and then uh, but he stuck his hand out like this and i was like that's a bit weird who the fuck was that and i just turned back around i was like oh shit and then we stopped we started chatting and he's like bro he's like you've been juicing or something you're looking more stacked <laughs> i was like i was like respect man yeah thank you very much he goes what what you been taking like either your jaw shape has changed and all that kind of stuff i was like yeah man it's like and like plugging it right in here all, all up in the jaw and he was like, yeah, man, looking a bit thick. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, I've been working at it. Oh, that's right. I've been working at it. I've been putting the effort in. So I'm glad. I'm glad somebody I haven't seen in a while sees it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> hence the name, name Anabolic Brown. Big man. Big man. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Where, where yeah, was this fun. man from? Was, it, was this a guy from banking days? Was it a guy from... from, from uh, oh, no, from sorry. Virgin Act... Yeah, Virgin. Oh, uh, yeah, it used to be. T it used to be tax, right? So that's why you see. Yeah. But um, no, that's that's like that's almost another life. That was over ten years ago. No, okay. that was ten years ago. Shit, I left that job ten years ago next month. Yeah. Oh Damn. shit. <laughs> yeah, Damn, exactly. Man. That's crazy. Time, that's, uh, time flies. Time, has gone, time flies, man. But you made the exactly. gains along the way, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Refined, kept refining those gains, and then yeah. So this guy was uh, somebody from uh, Virgin Active. Like actually, the first job that I got. Uh, was at Virgin Active when I entered the fitness industry. So yeah, that's where I knew him from. And then, I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that was it, man. What, what was the name? What was the name that you wanted to get into? Oh, Long Live the King, man. I touched on it a little oh, bit yeah. in, in the yes. in the, uh, in, the pod, in the Nick D podcast, but yeah, it's. I feel like it's gone so, so under the radar with Khabib Nurmagomedov yeah. retiring after his uh, after his like crazy crazy performance against Justin Gaethje. Um, yeah. Yeah, just bro. mad that's yeah because my name was walk it down brown that day right okay okay and it was because is again it was because it could be right okay, he's okay. just getting he's just walking it down yeah just it didn't matter he got punched mm -hmm. in the face he took a few licks as well yeah. but his chin is so goddamn solid he just kept walking at him and he brought him yeah. down and he just walked it. it down man didn't so matter. that was his best performance that was his best performance against like, against just a striker mad. who people were just like this is the antidote We've got it. And then, yeah. I've, never, I've never heard this level of like assuredness. Like I remember when GSP yeah. was fighting, and there was like everybody, every guy that came up, whether it be like Dan, uh, um, Dan Hardy, or whether it be Carlos Conde, or whether it be uh, Diaz or BJ Penn, all these guys that kind of were the guy that was going to dethrone 
George St. Pierre, mm. you never really believed it. But I feel like this mm. time people believed it. And, and, and right. uh, people were just like, it's going to happen. He's going to lose. Mm. Like he's gonna, I, I, I don't know why. I had this like an eerie level of calm when Khabib fights. I'm just like, don't yeah. worry about it. He's got this. Like, do, do you know what well, that comes from? Partly it comes from Sylvie. Because I, I yeah. feel like I understand a little bit. I have no basis in their realities, right? In this reality of a <laughs> yeah. wrestler. But I feel like mm. I understand a little bit of what it's like to to go through that kind of training. The, the little that we've been through. Um, mm. And then if I think about, like Khabib talked about one of his promos. Like, I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm just like, mm. what the fuck? Like, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. think anybody can, do, can put you away. I just don't think anybody can put you away. You fought <laughs> Conor McGregor. He's a very hard striker. He knows how to put his mm. hands together. Gaethje can do the same. But I just can't see anybody in your weight class dealing with you. And I was just super confident the entire time. And then you watch out and you go and you look at his performance. And it was almost like, what the hell? This guy can't do anything. Like mm. you said, he just walked it down and yeah. uh, imposed his will. Like as soon as he got his hands around him, I, I remember just sitting on my sofa being like, that's done then. That's done then. Like as soon yeah. as his hands are around the guy, I'm just like, you've yeah. got nothing now. Like I, I don't <laughs> exactly. care if you're, he, Tony Ferguson would have had other, other answers for him because he's, a, he's he, on, the, on the ground. He's a different animal, right? But Gaethje, mm. I don't know. I'm like, no, he wouldn't have had anything for him. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, just super proud of, of how he did it. The, the message and, and, and the actual sentiment behind what he said afterwards about retiring and mm. this and that, whatever, and the family values and all that stuff. Oh, mm. got me right in the field, man. <laughs> got me right in the field. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, it was special. It was special. That was, man. And like, I think the hype there for like Gaethje was there because if there's a time to potentially take out Khabib, it's, that was the right time, right? It's like crazy circumstances. His father's died. He's clearly very emotional. And um, it looks like, you know, he just doesn't look like he's all there completely. But somehow, like even when he walked out, like I messaged my bro and I was like, bro, does Khabib always look like he's about to cry when he walks out mm. the walks out to the uh, octagon? Because um, it was like, I was like, he just doesn't look uh, doesn't look calm. He looks like he's trying to keep himself settled down. But obviously, you know, he was he was super emotional. And then, but somehow, just he just knows how to keep it together for for the bout. And then everything just comes out afterwards. Yeah, I feel like he was fighting for fighting for something so big because in his mind mm. he knew that he he knew that he never wanted to come back to the Arsenal again, right? Whether he does or he doesn't, mm. in that instant, he knew he never wanted to come back, and mm. therefore he has to win. Like you just mm. cannot leave this as. 28 and one like and then that because yeah. that means you have to come back it means you have to do this again it means you have to avenge the loss you can't ever avenge the loss. it's a different fight now you know i mean mm. and he knows if he wants to go out on all the things he wants to say afterwards saying that in a in the post-fight press conference or post-fight interview and being on the losing side would not have hit as hard it would have been like oh he's lost now he wants to leave but the, doing mm. it the way he did it and so ca carrying that weight coming in knowing that sorry it's not your day today's my day like this is coming mm. I'm, it's my way or no way like that's it i'm, I'm gonna mm. i'm gonna go in here if it has to be that way right yeah that you saw that you saw that in the in the kind of uh immediacy with which he was fighting it wasn't a fight it wasn't a uh a tactical battle i feel like this is one thing that trevor whitman does really well which is gaichi's coach is that he breaks it down into x's and o's like step here mm. this is on step here that's on but when someone comes in your face and is just like i don't give a fuck like hit me, mm. hit me. But when you get hit, you're gonna know more about it than I am because I I don't feel yeah. it right now. Like leg kick me, yeah. overhand left, and put that yeah. left hook behind it. Like it just doesn't matter right now. That's mm. that's what I felt from him there, and it was such. It mm. was almost similar to the Connor fight, where that fight was so fueled by 
by hatred at a level because it was like you you've said shit you can't just say like you can't just do this mm. shit right it, then again it goes out of like technique and goes out of that it goes into like this is a fucking war now you know i mean we need to mm. we need to scrap because you need to know about it and not that gaichi had done that but i felt like because mm. of his own circumstances he had to just put it out there and just do that properly man so impressive i could talk about this all day long yeah yeah it was mad it was nuts it was like the um yeah that's just that was just a thing I just couldn't believe like he was just walking it down. I just know what I couldn't believe. Oh, so here's the thing. Have you seen his first MMA fight and um, how he won that, Khabib? Can't remember. No, I don't think so. So his first, this is an MMA fight, not even USC, like his first actual pro MMA fight. Yeah. Finished the dude just how he finished Gaethje. Mm. Mount Triangle. That's and, Mount Triangle, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he, cause exactly. He, yeah, you say it was his dad's favorite technique. Mm. And so there's some, there, there's something like uh, he. It's almost like he. Well, he knew that he was going to retire, and it's almost like I get the feeling he was going to always do, always going to try and finish the fight with that matter triangle because uh, that's how I started. This is how I'm going to finish. And it's just crazy, crazy, crazy book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just crazy bookending. As soon as like, as soon as uh, my housemate sent that to us the next day, I was like, no freaking way. Mm. He knew he was going to do this. This is this is basically it. And just like the lack of respect for Gaethje's defense, just, I mean, when he brought him down, I couldn't believe that he started transitioning to to the triangle. I was yeah. like, what is going on? I thought he was just going to mash it. Right. He just passed the hand out. He was just like, put, put this here now. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting yeah. that in class, but it's never that easy in yeah. class. This is, this is just exactly. the highlight Gaethje. Like, are you going exactly. to just be like, just, let's go here, yeah? Let's go here. Okay, what? Lego That's the top. It. See you later, bro. Wow. Total. Craziness, man. Craziness. Just total bro. madness. Gaethje was gassed, eh? Gaethje was proper. Mm. I mean, at the end of the first, he was gassed. He hadn't even been hit. He was just, he'd, be, he'd been just been run around the octagon. Okay, like, play, mm. play the game of TIG. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, when he came out for the second round, you could just see it in him. Like he was, he was like, "Fuck, this is this game plan's not going to work. I need to hit this guy, and put this guy down now, because he's, mm. he's not going to stop." And then, yeah, man, that's all she wrote. Yeah, exactly. All she wrote. It was it was madness as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> just it, I could imagine like how much you wanted to talk about it two weeks ago. And we just didn't get yeah. a chance. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Goddamn, yeah. you said all the words, bro. So I couldn't say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> took the word quota <laughs> yeah man i love it i love it ah, so we, we, we get, get to kind of get to that about it now man it was good it was good it was, was yeah. there was there one other one that you you had uh last yes. last week was anabolic brown week before yeah no that was it Walking and down. yours was yours was uh keep calm and carry on brown last week yeah did we get into that i can't remember why no, i don't think so no nah. sorry you have to say that story for another day i can't remember why why i said that it might, it might come yeah, back yeah. to me i might get reminded of of that it might it might have been for lockdown too i think that's what it yeah, was. yeah i think so yeah lockdown yeah. too so just just kind of not it is what it is eh? to quote hmm. max holloway it is what it is, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that's uh i, I, I love what he says that because because you, you can tell he genuinely believes it there's no there's no hmm. kind of animosity for the situation we talk about this all the time like being stuck in the forward and how that's kind of anxiety of being stuck in the past and that's kind of depression hmm. um but seeing it what it is controlling what you can and just moving forward like i'm so proud of some yeah. of my clients this week where lockdown twos come around and they feel they it's like it's like round two now with uh, an mm. opponent you've kind of been out with before <laughs> it's oh it's yeah. different this time you know what i mean like kind of I, I, yeah. i've been training i've been training through first lockdown and now second lockdown is not too scary you know what i mean i, I yeah. know what i'm doing 
Uh, I've walked this. I've walked this floor before, so yeah, I, I, know, I know the pitfalls, and I feel mm. like they're all going to come out of this one as as last time they may have felt a bit scared. This time they're coming out just as leaders because they're they're all going to show their families as much as they did last time how to get through this, how to kind of keep your head above the water, and uh, not just that, but but thrive the whole time. You know, mm. yeah, respect, yeah, man. Ain't ain't nothing but a thing this time. Ain't nothing but a thing, yeah, buddy. Yeah, they got this, man. They got this. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice, man. It's it's, it's you know, in an interesting time. I, I love how the gym industry is currently like rallying, and everyone's kind of coming mm. together. You've you've got this guy in Liverpool. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher, butcher his name here, but Nick Capo yeah. is that his name? I think that's I think I think it's Cap. Yeah, Capo. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. his gym. I don't know what his name of his gym is, but do you know the name of his gym? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, no, it, I forgot. Oh, Basically, it's out. like a bodybuilder, bodybuilder style gym, though. I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. And uh, he just he just rallied everybody and got them to sign this petition. And I feel like the petition is going to get over a thousand, over, over a million kind of uh, signatures. Wow. I think because they're at like wow. seven hundred thousand right now. Seven hundred thousand people crap. signed this signature. That's, that's sick. And look, gyms in Wales, gyms in Wales are opening today. Okay. Like, they're the, from from the from I think they went into lockdown similar time to us again, and they're open already. So. There's hope, man. There's hope that we don't have to don't have to sit on the sidelines for too long. Yeah, okay, that's good. I mean, like, I mean, some of the stats that I came across were like out of the millions of visits that people made um, since lockdown began to the gym. There's only at the time this was probably two or three weeks ago. There'd only been 78 reported cases yeah. coming yeah. out from gyms, right? So it's like, all right, well, it's obviously it's a pretty pretty safe place to it's, be. It's still, as a as a as a means of measuring how the hell are you going to know that you didn't mm. go to asda before get covid from yeah. asda go pure gym and go home and be like oh i've got covid from yeah. pure gym let's let's wrap yeah. the numbers up sorry yeah. this is just bullshit the numbers are all yeah. bullshit the, the cases are all bullshit the people running the show are all bullshit like this is just like <laughs> yeah. nah man just just keep calm people yeah. and carry on mm. that's that's it that's don't, don't it. worry don't look at these people for your answers because they ain't got them Mm -hmm. that's that's that's, uh, well, that's the thing they ain't got the answers they're trying to pretend they got the answers it's just there's uh, obviously it's an incredibly difficult job to try and uh figure out how to coordinate something like this but um it's it's just been done so badly it's just mm -hmm. you got you got no faith in how in how they're running the show and um so that means you know you you you're there's erosion in the word that words that you use, the erosion of trust in the words that you use. So it's like, all right, well, we don't know whether to believe you or not, and that's just obviously clearly making things worse. Um, and you don't have it's any, true. you don't have any like quality buy-in. Mm -hmm. Good shout, man. Mm. Totally good shout. But we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Before we came on air, you said you had, uh, had a humdinger of a story for us all, bro. So I've been, I've been, oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting with bated breath. Let's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's this jump is on what, this is. This is what this is actually what the name is about, right? But uh, it's like okay. a, this is a lot, going to be a roundabout way of explaining it. But essentially, I, uh, how do I? The, I suppose the only way to is say it is to just say it. On uh, Tuesday morning, me and two other strangers talked a dude out of killing himself. Wow. Yeah, man. That's, that's not what I expected you to say. No, no, it's uh, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Like. Um, so that's like the extremely abbreviated version, right? So when, um, so it's Tuesday morning, so I was going on a run and because uh, I live near the Thames and there's the Thames path. So I'm looping around Southwark Park 
I come back and uh, I basically I'm running along the river. I'm about five, six minutes away from home. And then there's this woman who's like 20, 30 meters away from me to the right of my eye line. And she's waving me down. She's got her hand out and she's just like trying to frantically catch my attention. And I was like, well, what's this? So I just look kind of like look behind me and go, all right, well, there's no one else. It must be me. So I'm like, pull my headphones out. I'll start walking up to her and with her. Well, she's next to a dude who's sitting on the railing that overlooks the Thames. The railing's like this thick, yeah. It's like two inches thick at the most. And he's got his, the edge of his ass is sitting on this railing and he's facing out over the Thames. And he's got a can of beer and a bottle of vodka between his feet. And um, I'm like, you know, you're just walking up. You're like, okay, this is a slightly unusual scene. And I'm getting waved down. And this woman just basically comes out and goes, this man wants to kill himself. I can't leave him. And I need some help. And oh, I just, I just went and I was, I just got there. I was like, oh shit. Um, all right. <laughs> here's, uh, here's, uh, here's an unusual turn to my Tuesday morning. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so that happened. And then basically there was another guy who's like 10, 15 feet away from us. Um, he was, he saw what was going on. He started calling the ambulance. Right. And, and so that was the first thing I was going to say to her. I was like, oh, is there anybody you're calling? And then there's this guy there. He's like, I'm calling them. But he keeps himself out of the scene. He's just more like 20, 30 feet away calling calling on the ambulance. And um, so, yeah, when I approach, she tells me this. I look at the guy. He's bawling his eyes out. He's crying. Um, he's talking about, it turns out this guy, He's he's got his voice in his head. He's saying, I've got his voice in his head that's telling me to kill myself. And um, he's like telling me just jump, and he's just freaking out. He's shouting, he's screaming. He's like, "This, this fucking voice is just telling me to jump." I've, like I didn't have him for three weeks. It's been three weeks, and uh, he, all of a sudden he's come back and he's telling me to do all these things, and like you know, just screaming about having his voice in his head, saying you know um, he's got kids and he feels like um, feels like a failure for the kids. He had a relationship and that's over, and then like you know he was trying to look after his parents because they had covid like some months ago and like you know just the pressures got to him and then he's lost his job and um he's just screaming about all these kinds of things and he's saying like you know no one wants to see a man like this and no one gives a shit about me and um and yeah and then he's just got some cocaine in his pocket as well and he goes fuck it i'm gonna just take some charlie and i'm just gonna do what his voice is telling me to do and uh, it's like what the fuck like how do you deal with a scenario like that and I just went through a bit of a, like a situational analysis. I kind of like looked at everything that was going on and I'm like, okay, here's this woman, here's this dude, he's talking about jumping, he's starting to pull some cocaine out of his pocket so he can snort it and say, finally, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm overlooking and I'm looking over and like it's a, the, tides, the tide's out. So if he jumps, he's going to land on the bank, which is full of rocks. And it's about a 30 foot drop. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, Here's the analysis that I've made, which is unless he decides to go ahead first, he's all he's going to do is hurt himself quite badly. So he's not going to kill himself. And he's talking about jumping. Don't know how long he's been there for. And then he starts screaming about like, you know, I need help. I need help. I've got this voice in my head and I need help. So I'm thinking, okay, well, he's now he's literally verbally telling us that he needs help. So this is quite literally, metaphorically, figuratively speaking, all of it. It just looks like it's a cry for help. So I went through this process and I just thought, okay, it just seems like 
whether it's right or wrong to assume it, but I was like, just based on everything that's going on, I feel like there's actually quite a low chance of him doing the deed. And and so there's all these other things that are going on in my mind. So this is the other interesting thing is like the things that you kind of learn about yourself while you're going through it and the kind of thoughts that are going through your mind. So that was one of the things. And I was like, okay, it seems like it's quite a low chance. And um, But if the intensity rises... And it seems like he's going to do something like, what can I, what could I possibly do about it? And like, you know, without jits trading, I started thinking about all the different ways I could just basically fucking grab the guy and pull him down off the, off the railing. So I was like, I'm just, I don't know, I'll just fucking half Nelson the dude like this, or I'll just, just come in like this and I'll just take his back and I'll pull him down to the ground. I was like, all these different things are going through my head. And within, and this is all happening within like the first 60 or so seconds, right? He said all this stuff. I've made all this uh, uh, made all these like so-called calculations in my head and I'm thinking about how I can possibly just pull him down like can I end this right now you know can I stop this dude from doing something stupid right now and can I just pull him down mm. and that was that was all going through my mind and I decided not to do that because I just thought you know just on the off chance like say I pull him down he whacks his head against the floor mm-hmm. something like that you know I injure him and now there's a different entirely different situation on our hands or, you know, I pull him down and it actually makes him go off the rails even more. He's like, you know, fuck you for trying, like, whatever. Just, just all, I just basically decided against it because at that time I thought the chances are low. I don't want to do anything that will increase the chances of that happening. And because he's talking about people not giving a shit about him, um, there's me and then there's a woman and there's the guy calling for the ambulance. And then there turns out there's a guy down on the banks because he was taking a walk along the Mm. bank and what happened is that uh, the guy who wanted to jump he threw his phone down there and he broke his phone he had like an old school phone as well it wasn't even it wasn't a smartphone it was like a one of those old school like nokia 3210s or something the geezer sees that happen and you know he goes up he starts picking up the guy's phone he sees that he's talking about jumping and he's like mate i've got your phone like stay there don't do anything i'm going to come up and give it to you right so then he starts to make his way up so there's like three of us who are like actively speaking to this guy and with this guy by his side basically trying to convince him not to do anything and so he's talking about people not giving a shit and i started saying i go mate you've got three people right here right now who give a shit about what you do next okay so you've got people who care about you plus you're talking about the voice in your head is telling you to do stuff, but you're still here. You're stronger than that voice. You are still here, right here, right now. You don't have to listen to that voice telling you to do these things. And uh, because he was talking about his kids, the woman latched onto that and she said, how many kids you got? And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, that's, yeah, that's good. Just like, it just seemed like a really good thing to do. Just, yeah, go on, keep talking about his kids because there's some, like, you know, give him a reason to live basically. Mm. And, she starts asking about his kids. Like, I've got five kids and he gives a couple of names like that. Those are, these are the oldest kids. Um, the younger ones are this and that. And he just seemed to settle down just a little bit. And then she carried on talking to him and talking about the kids and saying, you know, you know, I'm sure they want to see you again. I'm sure they're proud of you and everything like that. And he's talking about like, you know, don't, doesn't want to be a, uh, essentially like a waste man dad. And he feels like it's a failure for his kids. And then we're essentially there. I don't know how long passes, probably at like 15 minutes. And um, he just, he kind of settled down a little bit and then he decides to step back off mm. off the ledge. And then he's like, you know what, all right, I'll calm down, I'll calm down. So he comes down, 
he steps off and then he goes and sits on a bench five feet away from the railing it's like and then the woman who I was with she just kind of like held her heart like that and she just went oh it's like god I'm so glad he just stepped away and then he's sitting there he's still crying um, now there's three of us who are around him and um, he's still crying and he's like you know I'm a bricklayer but I've got no job you know, no one wants to see me like this. My girlfriend's like, she's not answering the phone. She's broken up with me. She doesn't care about me anymore. So, you know, just in that zone, I'm just kind of like watching him now, just, just kind of astounded by the desperation on someone, right? And then ambulance eventually came. So they finally came. It was probably like 20 minutes or in total. And then he cooperated with them. At first he seemed like, he's like, no, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm not going anywhere you want to, you want to take me. And then they said, look, we're here to help you. We just need a private spot. And then he listened to them. And then he starts going away with uh, the guy from the ambulance. And then before he steps into the ambulance, he turns around to us and he says, thank you. Thank you very much. You know? And he was like, shit. And um, yeah, he goes with them to take him away. And then the three of us are just left standing there. We're just kind of like looking at each other. And um, the woman... Um, she said, you know, I, my heart just went when he came back down. I was just so glad that he came off. And the guy was like, you know, you know he must be, obviously, he's clearly in a really bad way. I didn't really know what to say. And I just, um, we introduced ourselves to each other. And, um, and I said, you know what, you know, good job, you know, thanks for doing that. And, uh, and then we just went about our way and I just ran home. And um, it was nuts. It was nuts because, like, first of all, the kind of, like I said, the desperation that you see on a person is um, that that's it's quite it's quite saddening, right? And then the second thing is is the thought in my head is you know he's got every chance of slipping through the cracks of the system, and that made me sad too because you know if it's somebody who can't afford to get like go can't afford to see a therapist or whatever who whoever he needs to see a psychiatrist. Versus therapist, talking about voice in his head, so he's practically schizophrenic. He's suicidal. He's talking about having a shit life. He's basically hit rock bottom, and he can't afford to do that. So, I mean, through the system, through the NHS, um, I know that on a general mental health level, is like if you're looking for help, you're on a two-year waiting list, basically two-plus year waiting list, unless you start saying the things that he said. Mm. So, there's a part of me is like maybe he knew that like maybe he's tried to get help before and it hasn't worked and so this is the end route this is the way he's got to do it he's got to say he's going to kill himself or maybe he genuinely wanted to whatever it is i don't know but um the fact that like you know there's that level of desperation it's just saddening to think that somebody could just slip through the cracks of, uh, of the system and you just don't know if you know maybe you know next week he's out there in the same sort of situation but it was um it was pretty mental just um that was that was the thing, and that's why like philosophical brown is my name because during the whole thing, I actually felt like pretty calm and in tune with the whole scenario. Like, I, I mean, obviously there's a shit ton of stuff that goes through the mind, but like I feel philosophical because I just feel like I approached it with in a pretty calm demeanor. Like the whole thing, I just I don't know, and it's in a strange sort of way. I didn't feel like completely out of my realm, you know, and um, and I just felt kind of calm. And, um, and so this is the part about, you know, learning a lot about yourself and when you're thrown into a crazy fucking situation. One thing I really liked about it was, um, 
it's crazy to think that there's something to like about a situation like that, but it's just the fact that there were people there, complete strangers, who just came together for no reason, no motivation, except to stop this person from hurting himself, you know? There's a person here who's in desperate need of help, otherwise they might just end it. They might just kill themselves right here, right now, but there were three people actively trying to get this person to not do that. And it's not because of anything except compassion for another human being and just giving a shit about another human being. Because, you know, we're in a disconnected city and we're in a scenario right now where we're thrown into even more disconnection. Yet people say, fuck all that. We just come together to take care of this person and just to make sure that they're going to be all right. And then we just go about our way. I thought that was like, there was something quite beautiful about that, you know? It's just the the kind of, just the, um, there's a bit of innocence in that as well. It's like, all nothing, no no motivation for yourself is just about taking care of this other person. And um, you're just kind of left feeling like, okay, that's, there's, there's, there's some hope in humanity with that kind of thing, right? We don't know, we don't know who this person is. We don't know what's going to happen to them in the sense that uh, there's no vested interest in knowing what happens to this person. But, we all gave a shit in that moment. And then, um, yeah, just some, also some mad stuff just comes up in the mind as well. Like everything from like the mundane all the way through to the extreme. And the, like the mundane stuff being, I've just been, um, I've just been waved down and Uh I've been thrown into this situation. And I'm thinking, I've got, I've got sessions to deliver. (laughs) I've got to get home pretty soon, man. This ain't ideal. And, um, and it's amazing. And because the other thing is, is like, whatever people, so there's a tendency to attach meaning to every thought that you have, right? Mm. Um, so if you find, if you say something, or if you have a thought, and you make it mean something about yourself, you can make it mean something good, you can make it mean something bad, right? And if I attach anything to that thought, I could make that mean that I'm a complete dickhead for thinking that I'm being inconvenienced. But it's just a thought. And it's a natural one, because it's so out of your ordinary to be in a situation like that, that the ordinary day to day is I'm going to, I've got my session to do, you know, I've got my sessions to deliver. I've got my clients to see, they rely on me and to be there. So it's natural for that thought to happen, but I don't attach any weight to it. And I don't give a shit that that thought has come and gone because what is most important is the action that you take. And the action that I'm taking is I'm going to be here right here, right now to see this, this through regardless of the outcome. And then obviously the um that kind of like thinking brain of like how do i solve this problem and you know do i half nelson like just thinking about all these different ways i could just like maybe stop this scenario from going any further then there's like that situational analysis that's going on which is okay what are the chances that this actually goes through in that way that this guy is saying is going to go through with it then you know what can i say to this person is it worth me even saying anything to somebody who's in such a dire situation but, and, and that was what was interesting is like, so when he sat down on the bench, when he came down and then sat down on the bench instead, and he's talking about like, you know, being rock bottom, like I had such a strong feeling arising of like just this passionate want to like not see anybody else in that kind of situation. And it's because it, of the desperation, but also just passionately believing that if this guy believes it, if he gets the right help, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. You know, that was also a thought that I got in my head, which is he can 
Like, where do you go when you get rock bottom? You can't go any lower. You 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 project yourself up. And he's talking about like you know his kids. Like you know he doesn't want them to see him like this. And you know who who wants to parent who's a who's essentially a deadbeat like that. And I was just there. And in my head, I was like, you know, you can be the inspiration for your kids if you choose to be, if you have that wherewithal, or if you get the right help, and you know things start to fall into place for you. Like you can, you can do that. You have that capacity. And but I just didn't say those things. It was it was so interesting. Whereas like I got this desire to, you know, try and be the hype man. You know, hype man Brown for this for this person. Um, but also holding it back a bit because the thinking was how much of it is going to sit and register with this person, but also being a little bit self-conscious because I'm surrounded by a couple of other people and they might just be thinking is like, you know, who the fuck are you to tell this person that it was, it was really interesting how I kind of held myself down because at the end of the day, I could say all that stuff, even if it doesn't register, at least I gave it the opportunity to register, you know? And, and that was, that, yeah, that was the interesting part, which was, Mm there was a part of me and it's the honest part of me as well. I wanted to say these things. I wanted to like show the person in any way, even just like a glimmer, whatever it could be that there is, there is hope that you could, you've got a reason to live because you're talking about your kids and you can show them how to live as well. You can show them that, okay, you can have a problem, but you can, you can deal with that problem. And, um, and I'll never, yeah, I don't, yeah it's not that i'll never know who knows who knows what happens but i don't think i could ever know what it's like to be in that situation but at the same time i feel like i would just do yeah just try and do anything to make sure that that's not a that you can always come out of that situation and so yeah and then also in like slightly impressed with myself in a way is like okay i could just keep it i could keep it calm i could try and keep a clear head as much Mm -hmm. as as much as possible and then just, yeah, just thankful, just super mm. grateful, you know, that there's these people who came together, just super grateful for life, for my life. Um, as sad as it is, that contrast in having a person like that around shows you how shit things could get for you, but also how good things you, how good you really have it, how good you could have it. There's just so many things that came from it. And, um, and yeah, I went into my sessions like everything was normal, you know, on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, just tr- taking it like philosophical brown. Love it, bro. That's basically Love it. it. That's, that's a crazy story, bro. I was it's, not it's expecting you come. I was not expecting to hear that today. Yeah, that man. Crazy that was, story. It's, 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 yeah. You know, the, the, the way you painted it, I can picture it really vividly. Mm. Um, mm. The the lady, yourself, the other guy off in the distance, obviously the guy... Mm. The guy there, the guy kind of on 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 the on the beach, on the beach front, kind of uh, on on on, mm. on the, the, the base level. Uh, yeah, man, mm. that's uh, it's like it's almost like a bit of a test for all of you in that instance, right? Because mm. like this guy's there testing himself, and he's like, "I'm about to, I'm about to just end this test. I can't be asked this anymore. I'm out. Mm. I'm on my way out." And then you're there, like, mm, "No, my life tells me different. Let me offer you my perspective." And the lady's mm. obviously doing the same thing. And you've got the down the guy with the phone. You've got your guy bringing the bringing the ambulance. There's so many people acting for him. Um, mm. I guess you guys kind of raise his sales a little bit to the point where he's just thinking, oh, okay, I'm built. I'm willing. I wanted to risk it on these strangers. Hopefully, my family mm. you know, can actually give me this, and I can give it back to them. But yeah, mm. bro, you, you kind of uh, offered an offered an escape for him, which wasn't 
the ultimate escape. You know, what I mean that that's a yeah. that's a, a huge, huge thing. So well done, bro. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. It's um, huge. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's um, yeah, it is. It was it was big. It was just such a. It's like just to walk away from it and just still have a normal day. Just felt mm. like um, yeah, just kind of it kind of blend kind of blended into the day i don't know maybe it's something to do with like the way i approach things in that i'm pretty self-aware and i'm so if it like i know it i know it's affected me but i've i've got a maybe i've got a good way of dealing with it and um and yeah just approaching it and also yeah it just maybe i'm learning from the scenario in real time so much that it's um i was just yeah i don't know just being able to assimilate it i think talking about it is is key because mm -hmm. then you know you can gather the events you can gather the thoughts you can gather what it means and you can gather uh your own uh perspective and really try and figure out what that means um yeah there were there were a lot of lessons from it and i think it's just uh yeah i was surprised in a way that i was kind of like pretty philosophical about it but it's um but that's a, it's a nice surprise. It's a good surprise. So it kind of just tells you in a way, it's like, okay, something crazy can happen, but maybe there's a way that you can, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a, there's a setting in me that can handle that. <laughs> yeah. You know? the, the roots are deep, bro. The roots are deep. Hmm. That's, that's the way I kind of, I kind of, uh, analogize that is, uh, this, this is a thing that can easily try and shake you and pull you out of your, out of your comfort zone, out of your kind of, hmm this this garden that we kind of try and live in right but it, but it's that's the whole point of planting these gar these these flowers in the first place right is that when that mm. storm comes you want to know that you've got all this back up to kind of come come yeah. through with and it's not just like you said about peppering in with the with the rocky balboa quotes about like it's yeah. hard and yeah it's, it is that but it isn't that at the same time it's about the mm. self-awareness of knowing okay let me let me just go at this guy with this with his mm. his own life little your kids mm. and and and, and how I don't even know, but at the same time, it's just that awareness, that full awareness mm. of the situation, as opposed to just rushing in like a bottle in the chance shop. Um, and mm. it's such a delicate thing because fucking hell, man, mm. that that's this guy's life. You know what I mean? That, that yes. doesn't get any more. You, there's nothing past that. You know what I mean? There's literally yeah. nothing. There's no decisions now because because you went left and you should have gone right. You know what I mean? There's mm. there's uh, yeah, that's that's a huge thing. And like you said, it. Yeah. About afterwards, you're kind of in this. You're you're, you're doing your thing, but. It's just life kind of gently reminding you of the the preciousness that we have, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's especially in this kind of country where we can be so effective and so we can actually have so much uh, effect on the world because we're in, we're in a position where we can go through the right channels or, or learn about this and learn about that and move move ourselves forward. Um, for someone to have all this uh, but still be in that kind of position, it's really sad. It's like you said. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's not easy on him at all. So mm -hmm. yeah, bro. I, I hope I hope he wherever he is, he's uh, he's doing mm. okay. Yeah, exactly, man. I hope so. I think um, I think I think yeah for, for people listening as well because at, this is a time where well, first of all, there is a mental health issue and crisis anyway, right? And then because uh, like let's say like suicide rates amongst youngsters young girls young boys or self-harm amongst young girls that's rising uh 
there's the the highest rate of suicide is like you know like white middle-aged men i think it mm-hmm. is this geezer that guy fit that bill i think he might have been white uh might have been white he's white he's uh, might have been might have been middle-aged i don't know because just somebody just looks so haggard at that stage you could be 30 you could be 50 but because of just what life is doing to you is um can't actually tell how old you are and uh and then you were in a situation where I was talking about, you know, we're in disconnected cities. So city life isn't exactly conducive to living a mentally stable life. So when you have the rug pulled from under your feet with community, with close relationships, with um, a steady job, with uh, good nutrition, good movement, like managing all those different things, then it becomes so much easier for you to think that that's the right path to go down right that mm. the only way out is to end it all and with the, the current situation of um the pandemic as well people are talking about being super anxious um their mental health is deteriorating and they just don't feel like there's a lot that they can do about it so one of the so here's here's what i know from Again, from a neuroscientific basis, but also just a human basis, like the things that have always worked well to keep us thriving is um, human movement and human connection. So there's this beautiful thing that is this neuroscientist called uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett, and she's written a couple of books. And one of the lines that she says, I listened to on her podcast recently, and it was such a profound line because... It just goes to show how important we are to each other. He's like, the best thing for a human nervous system is another human being. Mm. The worst thing for another for a human nervous system is another human being. Because mm. that's how important it is to have social interaction and social connection. Because we are good white. Good social interaction. Good social connection, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. So it's like, if it's bad, then yeah, you're fucked. If it's good, then you're better. Uh, you're you're being propelled, you know. You're you're sailing, you're flying, and um, and because we are wired for connection. And then the other thing is, I mentioned it in another podcast, which is the pretty much the sole reason your brain exists is to navigate you through environment. The only reason you really actually have senses like vision, smell, touch, taste is to help you survive another day, so you can navigate yourself through environment. You know, and so human movement is key to it. You're getting a situation where all right, gyms is one aspect of health and fitness and it's a big aspect when you live in a westernized country. So you're getting that taken away from you and then you're getting told that the best way for you to stay healthy is to not mingle with people mm-hmm. when loneliness has been shown to increase the chances of early death by 50 to 90%, you know? It doesn't matter if you don't feel lonely. You, Because you're lonely, you're more likely to die early because mm-hmm. you don't have social connection. So, again, because your brain is wired for it and because your brain is wired for it, the more you do it, the better your whole body and being feels, not just your brain. It's like mm-hmm. it makes everything better. So you've got a scenario where your human movement is being um, depleted. You've got scenario where human connection is being taken away from you so what is the best thing that you can do for yourself in this situation is try and keep those connections going strong as much as possible 
and get movement in your day however the fuck you can find it. It doesn't have to be at a gym. You just need to go outside and go for a walk. It could be as simple as that. But is uh, just that's what being in that situation on Tuesday showed me is just that I I just don't want to see anybody in that situation. Mm. Just if I can do anything about it, if by sharing what I know about what it is to be healthy, which by extension improves the quality of your life and reduces the chances of you wanting to do something like heal yourself, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to fucking share that information and make sure that people feel like they're um, they're excelling rather than going down in the dumps. Too right, man. Too right. There's a, there's a podcast I'll listen to this week. Not a podcast, sorry, a video, a video blog or whatever. Basically a workout mm. between uh, between Jordan Shallow and a guy called I think his name is Adil Adil Khan, and he's a, he's a doctor okay. out in Canada. And one of the oh, things yeah. he touched on in the podcast, and one of the things he touched on in the video, was um, he phrased it like muscle. Muscle is the organ of longevity. And right. the way he when you put it like that, I was like, wow, that's that's you, you can basically chalk that up to train yourself, and it will look after you by making you basically get through your days easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the same way that you mentioned your senses. And how they can help you traverse your life. Um, we're so lucky to have this outlet because mm. the way you described earlier this guy and how you couldn't tell whether he was 30 or 50 because that's what he had done to himself. He was almost wearing that on his face or what life had kind of done to him. Mm. In On the flip side, I can't tell how old you are. And that's <laughs> that's for the other, for the better reasons, you know what I mean? Because you've looked after yourself yeah. in a way mm. that your body clearly agrees with, you know what I mean? And that's that's... Obviously, it's a lot to do with circumstance. But I'm trying to say is that he's a bad person because he's he's had no. a hard life and he's wearing it on him, on himself. But I think it's it's uh, yeah for everybody out there, no matter what the circumstance is, if 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 movement, if exercise, if kind of getting out of your head to get into your body can be done, yeah, million percent, man. That 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 should that should be at the forefront of it. And like you said, that yeah. it's a, kind of the perfect storm right now of separation. Um, confined to confined to your home, and I know some people are taking this so so seriously. I feel like some right. sometimes I was joking with uh, one of my clients the other day, like our Asian people, we sometimes flaunt these rules more than more than we should. You know, what I mean, like having like family yeah. gatherings or like when I'm not really taking it seriously. And obviously, we should take this seriously. It's not it's not a good thing that we don't. But um, I feel like something that we always kind of uh, well, I know in our households we, we'll always kind of stay active, um, whereas unfortunately a lot of people in our same cultures won't you know i mean they won't Mm. kind of put this stuff at the forefront um but it is is super important like one thing i'm doing right now for some clients is uh these aren't even clients they're just basically numbers and names that i got on the last few days before we went into lockdown and i was like i'm just gonna send you guys out some videos i'm gonna send you guys some videos on breathing some guys some videos on Mm. some basic exercises just do them through lockdown like it's not a case of, of payment it's not a case of kind of knowing anything past this it's like if you want some help here's some help like just take it mm-hmm. and like hopefully it does you good you sleep a bit better you, you worry a little bit less you move a little bit more and um there's a there's a latch there you know what i mean there's, there's you can you can form a hook that you can kind of latch onto and all of a sudden your mm-hmm. your life is 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 tethered a bit more yeah. whereas yeah. without it you're just you're just a kite with no with no string you know what i mean you're just kind of all over the place completely that's um uh, yeah and it's it's an amazing thing bro it's an amazing thing that's that should be mm. yeah keep coming back to it but really proud of yourself because it's it's almost like the training had to come out and then he's like okay like yeah. let me just test this kid and see see what he's got see what see where his metal is and uh yeah, yeah came out well man 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I hope so. I hope, um, well, certainly, like from the very least is like, like I said, there's lots to learn um, from a scenario like that because it's it's like, you know, here's, here's everyday life and here's the little lessons that you're learning and they're making you a little bit better. And then here's a day and then fucking Tuesday comes along and everything jumps up to this level over here. Like <laughs> yeah. a million times, a million times is the kind of lessons you could have learned on a regular day. And, um, and like just touching on that point, actually, where I said, um, you know, the thoughts that you have. And one of the thoughts was me thinking about, uh, uh, I've got clients to see, you know, this is a bit of an inconvenience. And I want to make uh, I want to make that point, which is the the you are not your thoughts, and it's so important to understand that because so many people can have a thought and they feel like it it, it it's usually in the direction of um putting themselves down because they feel like the thought they had was a heinous thought and they're like mm. oh I should never be thinking things like that this is awful and um, I feel like a terrible person. I could easily feel like a terrible person for having a thought like that, but I don't because mm-hmm. I recognize it's just a thought and um, and it's not the thought that matters, it's the action. Like I said earlier, it's the action that matters. And the action was, I know I'm going to stay here, right here, right now. And I feel like that's the right thing to do. So there's, you know, if you want to look at it from, again, from like a brain scan, neuroscientific point of view, if you're seeing like thoughts happen, um, like these pathways are firing and they're talking about 60 to 80,000 uh, firings per day, which is suggesting that you're having like 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day that just run through your mind. And, um, you know, if you know, you, you're going to put weight on every single one of those thoughts is, uh, if you do that, you're fucking exhausted, you know, and, uh, you're, you'll probably kill yourself because uh, a lot of those thoughts, uh, a lot of thoughts end up being quite negative thoughts as well because we tend to be quite self-critical of ourselves. Yep. Or, you know, you say something, you're like, why the fuck did I just say that? Or you do something, you're like, oh, why did I just do that? You know, the other day I went to, <laughs> took my peanut butter out of the cupboard. I had some peanut butter, I put it, I was going to put it back in the cupboard. Instead, I opened the fridge and I started putting it in the fridge. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, Where's my head at? So we do little things like that as well. It's just like beat ourselves up for like being absent-minded in the moment. It's like, I was literally about to put it in there. And because, uh, you know, you can have moments like that across the day. So, you know, if you're constantly going to do that, and especially if you have like, you know, I, I had a thought in a serious situation like this, like maybe this is a bit of an inconvenience and I shouldn't be here. doesn't matter is um you don't have to don't i don't have to put any weight on it i don't put any weight on it it was just one of those thoughts i kind of in a way i was like i smiled about that thought i was like oh this is this is interesting that i had this thought mm. and then all the other things that come up you know massive lessons in terms of like the last thing that i said which was seeing like i just don't like i don't want to know like if there's a way that i can help in any kind of way um to prevent a situation like that from happening, i.e. prevent somebody from ever feeling like uh, this is the way out, then I'm going to do what I can, you know, because in the day, one of my core values and one of the things that I teach through my program is, is, you know, first of all, it's about evolving, like our podcast title, evolve, achieve, thrive, right? You evolve, you achieve a little bit of something and you thrive and you, that you repeat that circle. You keep evolving. That means you keep achieving and you keep thriving. And so that's, that's hugely important in my life and i know again based on the things that like the tenets of living a good life if you're not doing those things then you're you're stagnating and it's not it's worse than stagnation you go backwards so there's no such thing as 
staying still because anytime you try and do that, you're the way I describe it for me is I'll be entering this vacuous mediocrity. And that's the worst place for me to live. I don't like being in that place because everything just feels shallow and empty and I'm not doing anything useful. I'm not feeling like I'm doing anything useful. So that's one of the kind of um, tenets of, uh, or like one of the principles that I base my programming on as well is like making sure you're evolving, making sure you're achieving, making sure you're thriving and you're breaking through limits. You know, So whatever it is, whatever limits you place on yourself, because you can have that thought pattern that you're, you're you're worthless that you're shit but at the end of the day it's just a thought because you can break that line of thinking by taking a small action towards you being in a better place Mm. and it's action is more important than the thought they have so if you just take that action you're always better off so just break through the limits that you place on yourself don't don't fuck about in that area Mm. so many so many things you touched on there Mm. bro big Mm. Big, big, big stuff, bro. I don't, I don't know. I don't Take know what to go on. The thing, the thing wherever. that's kind of, thing that's coming to my mind is, is I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make light of a horrible situation, but at the same time, yeah, I, yeah, I want to say, I want to say, it has to, it. you have to. The, the guy's phone would have been fine, bro. It's thirty-two ten. It's easy. <laughs> exactly. Stop, exactly. Stop going nowhere. Yeah. So exactly. Bounce back up and land up to his hand and be like, oh shit, like flubber. Yeah. Just, that's we're it. Good. Good. I remember doing that back in the day as well when I used to have those brick phones. I was like, how how indestructible is this thing really? And yeah. I used to fucking launch it against the wall. <laughs> and I'd be like, shit, this thing doesn't break. And if it does, it snaps in half, but that's where the that's where the latch is. And yeah, then I'll just yeah, put it back yeah. together again and just try again. <laughs> easy peasy, man. Easy peasy. So there's, yeah. there's, there's things to look up to, man. Your phone's fine. Yeah. Cool. Yes, sir. <laughs> you yeah, it, exactly. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah, it's it's, it's a cra- crazy thing, bro. It's a crazy thing, and it's mm. it's. Uh, do you know what? It's actually happened to me in a in a weird way, a similar mm. similar thing. Um, oh. <clears throat> I wasn't gonna tell the story, but fuck it. Um, this this I was going. Uh, we I was what, seventeen, sixteen, seventeen years old, um, mm. and I I was part of a boxing club, and uh, at the at the like midway point of the session, we'd always break out for a jog. And I would hate running when I was younger. I was so like, you, you know, when you understand running now and you understand that the lack of core strength or the lack of like capacity to, to bear a run um, that I had when I was younger. And that's why I hated it. Yeah. It just felt like I was carrying 100 kilos when I was six, when I was 16, 17. These are the kids that like carrying 50 kilos. Yeah. I'm just like, this is why it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Someone <laughs> tell me this shit, right? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so wow. we, we we leave the gym. We 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 run across. We run by the river, and um, we're running down, running down, running down. And uh, there's just this guy just standing there with his arms on on the railing on the other side, and the whole troop runs past him. And there's about three mm. mates in front of me. And I'm looking at him like, and I stop, and I'm just like, I know what's happening. You know, you know, you know. You just know. You you're a kid, but you just you just know. That Fuck. What, what are you doing, man? Like, get back on this side. Like, what are you playing at? And obviously, at that, kid, at that age, you don't have any awareness to any of the things we talk about now. But still, you're just like... And I remember kind of some of the guys from the club just being like, come on, just, just, just it's fine. Like, you'll be okay. I'm like, I can't go anywhere. You mad. Like, this guy's yeah. this guy's just about about ready to... to, to very similar situation to what you're talking about. Remember the river, the River Tees. Um, it's a big old river and there's no bank. It's just straight into the water. Um, mm. and that shit's deep and you're getting carried away like you're gone <clears throat> and uh, 
I just remember standing there and being like, the rest of the team's kind of gone. I'm par- partially thinking, fuck it, I don't want to jog anyway, right? And I just, just hear talking to this guy, like, mate, it's okay, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, it's fine. Like, not, not understanding fuck. really what, what he has to say, but just talking to him, being like, it's okay. Like, and he's bawling his eyes out, I'm going, I want to jump, I want to do this, I want to do that. And fuck, bro. Yeah, just, just hear it. And thinking, why? Like, you don't need anything, like, just, just chill but uh, I think after about two or three minutes, uh, felt like a flipping hour, but it wasn't that long because the guys who were jogging weren't, weren't that far away. Um, mm. a, a carpool like screeches into into uh, into the scene up on the road, and there's a bit of a bank coming down to a grassy bit. There's a woman. A woman kind of runs out of the car. It's like don't 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 do it, don't do it. Like kind of screaming at him, shouting at him, and he's there like don't come near me. I'm gonna do it or whatever. And I'm just there Fucking like hell. like don't like can we get one of my mates to stop with me as well and we're all just super tense and um she ends up kind of talking to him ends up kind of getting him to come back over the railing and uh yeah we just carry on with our job but i just remember kind of exactly like what what you've talked about here that feeling of like you don't need to do this like i don't want mm. you to be in this position i don't know you but I, i'd rather mm. you didn't do this like mm. you don't know the details of him, but yeah the, the feeling is is very very uh, all encompassing, you know, because you, you, mm-hmm. you can't even. There's nothing going on in your mind apart from just this one human. Uh, what, what, what came to mind when you were talking was, you know, how you say like Jordan Peterson talks about like nodes in a network. You're just mm. like, I'm, I'm witnessing one of our nodes just about going now. You know, what I mean, we, we yeah, know, man. we hopefully we need this. You know, you're like we're not hopefully, but we. I feel like we need this. You know, what I mean, like you're here mm. for a reason, and if I'm in, if I'm interacting, if I'm interacting with you right now, I need to know that I did. I exacted on my potential, whatever it is right now, to, to kind of make you think, or maybe we can give you a few more minutes so somebody else can make you think and, uh, yeah, get you back over the thing. But it's a crazy situation to be in, bro. Crazy situation. Yeah, when you started fuck. talking, when you started talking, it took me right back to that moment. And I remember wow. just, just, just being young and not really thinking about it and then going home and, like, kind of telling, telling my parents about it and telling them things about it and then not really understanding it. You know, when you say it, you kind of just skip over it because you just, you don't really want to delve into it because there's a, there's maybe mm. a lot of emotion there. There's a lot of, feeling that you think oh shit this 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 actually happened this guy was gonna just end his life like what the hell why is this yeah. why is this man but but yeah like like you, you touched on afterwards as well this is the reality for a lot of people you know what i mean this is mm. uh it's really sad to think that we are in this position of of like for us the hobby kind of calls us the uh the millionaires of uh of humankind because we have mm. so much in, in some in some instances um compared to people that have come before us but still people mm-hmm. get into these positions where there's uh yeah there's not much there's not much that they are not much that they want to try for or they they feel like they can't do anything but yeah man it's it's, uh, it's very sad and I, I feel like what you talk about the human connection it's 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 rich i feel kind of not right giving advice in this kind of situation but you feel like you have to as well. Someone listens to this and they, 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 they feel mm. the exact one. Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? But you have to find good people around you. Sometimes that's YouTube. Literally, sometimes mm. that's typing in Jordan Peterson. It's listening yeah. to, to what the man has to say. Or sometimes it's typing in, I don't know, Sophia Bush, listening to her talk about random shit. Yeah. Sometimes talking about listen, just anybody, anybody, right? People that have a good thing to say, whether it be uh, these guys, David Letterman or buddy, uh, Dave Chappelle or anybody, mm. right? that's mm-hmm. that's still nodes in this network they're out there somewhere they're not here right now with you but um mm-hmm. sometimes you can just rely on that to just give you a bit of 
a little bit of something and uh mm-hmm. yeah, you never know man you never you never know that could that could that could help you kind of pull your way out of way wherever you are right now yeah completely and and on the point about it being a reality for a lot of people I want to riff on that a little bit and just explore something which is something we've mentioned before where you know you've got reality but really the only the only thing you're ever seeing is your perspective you're not seeing reality for what it is because reality is too big to absorb mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, you're only getting your own perspective on that reality like here's the circle here's the circle of reality and like you are just this dot over here so the dot is only going to be able to see that portion of the pie basically mm. but the more like uh, uh, the, the, the kind of like the further out you expand from that the more of that pie, part of the pie you can see or there's another way of looking at it is like you know um, like a like a cone kind of thing but anyway the, the point being that you're only going to be you, you only see the world through your own your own eyes which is an obvious thing to say but that's also to say that there's so much that you're missing from that and you can shift your perspective you can change your perspective so instead of instead of thinking that it's a this is my reality this is the reality that i face and there's no other way out of it Mm. is like well actually how about you change you know you take a step to change the way you perceive that reality and all of a sudden you realize there's another way of approaching the problem, you know. So on a rudimentary, on a, on a level which isn't about life or death, this is about am I am I healthy or am I not? Am I overweight? Am I not? Am I fit? Am I not? Somebody who comes to see us for training is at a level where, you know, I see people who have aches and pains and then want to lose a little bit of weight along the way but really want to regain confidence in their bodies and feel like they can use their bodies the way they're supposed to be able to use them so they're in a situation where they uh they they're not feeling good within their body now you can stay there because you have this belief or you have this perspective that it's not worth changing or you can't change it or you can decide that there's a better place for you to be and that's a little bit of a perspective shift. And you can say, hey, I can change this scenario. I can get fitter. I can get healthier. I can have the body that I want to have. And so what you've done there is you've changed your perspective and then you change your reality. Mm. So the idea is that nothing, your reality is never fixed as well. So if you're in that dire situation where you think that this is the only way things can be, it's not because it it will require hard work to think a different way, to be a different way, to act a different way. But the moment you take that challenge on, you've 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 changed your life. You've literally mm-hmm. changed your life in that moment. It's it's almost like in that moment, you, you the only wherewithal you need is to understand you only have one piece of the puzzle. And and mm. once you gain the perspective, or once you keep hold of the of the understanding that you only have one piece and you need to you need to pivot to the left pivot to the right and gain the full mm. picture it's yeah. then when you can fully make an informed decision right and i, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of these instances um i can say it's about, about people I've, I've known in my own life that they kind of go through life with one hammer and they just they just kind of apply the same method to everything right it's like Mm. if you're a hammer everything is a nail um where you give them a different set of tools you give them a different set of perspectives um 
they all of a sudden they sh- their energy can now be applied wholly when they do see a nail and it, and correctly when they see a screw because they now have a screwdriver to, to, to kind of work with mm. and that's that's why these conversations like we talked about earlier are so important because I just I, I personally I know I'm fair I've talked to you as well you leave with them with so much so much more um, antidote for people you know I mean people kind of come to you and like for instance Emily's chat last week Nick D's chat before they're so dual in their in their uh, in their application for people but their Pers- the perspective and, and the light they can shed on people's lives are still so valuable. Sometimes you need a mm-hmm. big, heavy barbell on your back to tell you what time it is. Sometimes you mm-hmm. do need a nice conver- conversation and no judgment to, to to pull you away from just expressing yourself, letting, know, mm-hmm. letting you know that someone's hearing you. So it, it's, yeah, like I love what you said there, bro, about gaining perspective on the situation and then mm-hmm. kind of making a decision. You, you would hope that a situation couldn't be that dire where hmm. you've exhausted all the possibilities um, and you still arrive at the situation where it's like, yep, no, this this is not for me. And hmm. and uh, along the way, you're actually like, oh, okay, I can figure this out by doing this. I can improve myself or I can improve the situation and uh, we can still move forward. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think what's great about it is also you don't even have to see it from a different perspective. You just have to realize that there is a different perspective. You know what I mean? It's like there's a difference. To want there to be a different perspective. Yeah. Almost, yeah. right? That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know is that there is a different perspective. You don't even have to know what it is. You just need to know that there is. And then that can change That can change how you approach things. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go and try and incorporate that different perspective. All right, life is shit. Okay, that's a perspective. Let me see what the other perspective is saying. Too and I want, yeah, I wonder to what extent is like, yeah, people might look at it and convince themselves you know they're seeing it from so many different perspectives because this is the thing it's like everything is so fucking complicated it's not straightforward everything's nuanced it's like mm-hmm. you can convince yourself that you're seeing it from every perspective but you're never you never are you just can't because it's it's unfathomable to experience it from every perspective experience life from every perspective that's another reason why community is so important it's why having people that you can rely on is so important just having a different perspective you know i say it quite regularly now as well it's like it's a good thing that i know you because you've completely helped balance me out in a different way he's like you know i always go softly softly easy easy mobility mobility stability stability and then you've come along and you've been like let's fucking hammer it out in the gym do the do the strength work and let's make sure you're working hard and it's like that's not to say the other stuff wasn't hard work but this is this is the stuff like you said put yourself under a barber and then you know what time it is um that's the kind of stuff i needed same with like you know silvio is just that level of uh training and meeting a human being like that who is built of different stuff is um it was such an important thing to help me be uh be better be different and be better and just incorporate those different things and then you know my brother is my brother, for example. We have grown up together. We're super, uh, super close in the sense, and that n- not just relationship wise, but also, you know, quite similar as people. But also, he sees things in a different way. He's quite, you know, he's very intellectual and he's he reads different things, especially since we've been living apart for the number of years that we have now. So he's got a different perspective uh, because he reads different things, and, um, and I read different things or I see different things or I watch different things and stuff like that. So, you know, we can come together and he's given me a new way of thinking about something as well. And 
it's yeah it's important to have those different human beings in your life or go seek them out or mm. you know because you could be somebody who doesn't have those kinds of connections you might start realizing that especially through this lockdown period in a way it's beautiful to find out that the people you know aren't really good for you uh, or they aren't as close as you thought they were the only reason you ever saw them was because you were out drinking with them then it sure it sucks because you lose a circle but at the end of the day go find out what your values are then and go and meet people who align with those values because it can be done you know it's um there's always there's always possibility there's there's always something out there for you it doesn't matter how complex the situation is is if it's complex then that means is probably means there's a lots of different ways that you could be getting fucked but then that also means there's lots of different ways that you could solve your problem mm, that's it man that's so true that's so true it's, it's, mm. it's uh I was reading an article by Jordan Shallow yesterday. Uh, this mm. is a, a little bit of a segue, but I feel it ties in. And mm. the article is titled, I Want to Hold It. And uh, it's, it's a brilliant article, man. I've got to give the guy a yeah. shout out. We've not, we've not talked about him in a few weeks, but... Yeah. If there's, there's like... Send, a, send it to me. Send yeah, it to I'll me. send it to you, man. So it's on, he's written it for Elite, Elite FTS. Um, yeah, okay. And it's such a, such a wicked article because basically he talks about the... the the title being I Want to Hold It comes from a powerlifter called Kirk Kowalski. And mm -hmm. um, this guy in a video squats a thousand pounds twice, bruh. <laughs> twice, right? Not once, twice. Yeah. And then, then I'll send you the video afterwards as well because you, it'll give you chills, right? Bearing in mind, this is what? 450 kilos? Yep. 400, yeah. Yeah. Fucking heavy, right? Like... <laughs> For a squat, Jesus. For a double, How bro. Big? For a double, and he walks it out. He walks it out. He doesn't. He doesn't. Imagine that. For what? For a second, you've got it on one leg, bro. You've got it on one. Can you picture that for a second? Can you just pull? Oh, sure, yeah. Think about it, right? Because a mono, a mono lift. You, you, you lift it off the rack. They pull the hook out of the way, and you squat down. You don't step out. This guy mm. picks it out of a rack and takes a step, and takes another step, <laughs> and takes another step, and he's set. Right, and then he just bangs out two squats, and these ain't like. <laughs> sometimes you see like powerlifter squats, and you see them going through a small range of motion, and they've, and it's not, bro. He's burying this thing. His knees are over his hips in there in the bottom position, and he's and he's 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 sunk it twice, and then he stands up, and the the, the room for the spotters, right? Room for the spotters, room for the hype men, like are just gonna go in in for him giving him all the energy right i feature like goku with the spirit bomb just like give yeah. me your energy right they're all just giving it him right so he he nick he hits out two reps and then he stands there and he just goes and the, the spotters are like okay let's go back in let's go back in he goes no no i want to hold it i want to hold it and he stands there <laughs> and he just stands there with a thousand kilos on his back and he goes okay now let's walk it in and he walks in on his own on his own like I just want to stay here for a minute. I need to feel this pressing my being into the earth. I need to feel this. I need to feel that I'm in between it and, and the earth. And I'm saying, no, I want to hold it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, bro. <laughs> after, 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 well, I was halfway through the, the article and I had to go Fucking away and I had to just, uh, I, had to, I had to watch the video. And I'll send you the video because it comes with a package, right? But just, just the, 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 the link back to, the conversation we were having is basically like he's talking about perseverance in the article and how mm. you've got to find something to keep you 
true keep you on you know i mean any, any references uh buddha any references uh the bible any references um a few different kind of quotes through the article all talking about perseverance persistence mm. and and not kind of just giving in but instead finding a way to stay you know i mean just to stay on your path and 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 Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into it too much because I can't quite put the words together right now, but it's such a powerful article. I remember reading it, and he, and he wrote it for Mental Health, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, right. Just to basically say, like, this is an extreme example, but it but it screams that we can have uh, the control if we if we if we, if we want to have this control, it's there to 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 basically exact on. But you've just got to be willing to put the work in and and. It, it doesn't really stop you know i mean it just it doesn't really stop you've got to hold yourself to that account all the time then you get to mm. a stage where where you just you just do it you do the thing to have the power we talk about this all the time mm. right and uh yeah man it was so powerful i was saying last night watching the video and then i mm. showed it my mom i showed it to my mom as well and i read the article yeah. with her as well and it was just like this is legit but at the same time you, you i could draw parallels with what he was talking about and my mom because there's a level of staying power that that she has with her own faith that is just like mm. it's legit you know what i mean it's so real it's so real that um most i, I don't you just don't see that it's not a common thing um mm. nowadays but then you, you see it in different ways with with uh, what the video showed yesterday how the article talks about it you start to pull up people and think okay this person has it sylvie has mm. it you know i mean you, you mm. seek out the uncomfortability because um, yes. he because he knows it's 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 a uh, it's a commodity that he needs. You know what I mean? So mm. yeah, it was a special. Mm -hmm. I'll send you after this, bro. Wicked article. Yeah. You love it. Yeah, big time. And then uh, when you're talking about the staying power in terms of faith of your mom, is this faith in uh, religion or faith in yeah. people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Faith in religion for her. I think uh, people have have let her down through her life, as 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 many people have, right? As as many people's lives have had these people that kind of like they're there one minute and they're kind of uh float away the next um mm. but she's always been kind of steadfast in her faith and i feel like i've said this to her i said the, the the days that i spend um living the way you live are really good for me and what i mean by that the main thing i mean by that because i think connection with with your god or your your higher calling your higher power um is very personal like i can't i can't emulate that from her nor can i from mm. anybody else but the routine the routine of showing up five times a day. Sometimes it can be more than that. Um, and checking in with those. Thank you for, for letting me have this time. Thank you for, and who are you thanking really? I mean, like kind of, mm. yes, yes, you're, yes, you're thanking God, but really you're just, you're just grateful in the moment, right? You're just kind of having a, having a reflection on your own life and being like, I am so happy. I get to be clear in my thoughts, to have thoughts, mm. to, to, have thoughts that I have thoughts. You know, I mean, you can start diving <laughs> yeah. that rabbit hole and really just get deep with it. But it's um, yeah. it's it, it's the act of doing that multiple times through the day, which mm. keeps me so centered. And I know it does it for her. So it's it, it's it's that where I see with some people, and you can link it back to trading, where some people will do a workout every other day, and they'll just scratch the surface of what they're actually able to feel and able to experience. But when you get deeper into that, if your life allows that, or even if it doesn't, sometimes you just got to find a way of making it a mainstay. It's a game changer. It's an absolute yeah, game changer. Like the, 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 who you are, like you said, perspective. The lessons I've learned before from from just training. Then you end up just laughing your way through a workout because you think this this is this is so legit. This is exactly yeah. what uh, what my life needs right now. I'm being taught it by an inanimate object. 
It's um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's cool. It's really special, man. Completely is is um, you you mentioned tethered earlier, right? Otherwise, mm. uh, you're just a kite flying in the wind with nothing holding you on. And um, I think again, being in a scenario like we're in as a collective civilization is just we're left being shown that a lot of us are just like kite flying untethered in the wind because we got no anchors we've got no real anchors what we thought were anchors i alluded to the point earlier where you know if you realize that if during this period you realize that the friends that you have are just drinking buddies and there's there's nothing else to it than that then um you're gonna you're gonna do well to find out what your values are and go and find people who align with those values so that you can actually have some meaningful relationships and conversations and um and connections and the one thing that that has done is uh, kept a tethered you know is um all right well everything else other people might be letting me down but i've got this anchoring activity i've got this anchoring um belief faith activity way of being let's put it that way which um keeps me going and mm. you know there's there's some thoughts that have arisen in recent times and like from conversations with my bro and uh but also just how kind of like again just delving into some neuroscience and stuff like that and there's things i'm starting to extrapolate and infer and one of them is um you know like first of all we live in a like a, very, a secular society but i th- i think that in on some level what people don't realize they're missing from a secular society is something that religion brings which is the sense of community uh the sense of uh gratitude for existing and which is what prayer does right and the sense of a life worth living which is also worth living because it's bigger than yourself mm. um and that's what the idea of a god is is um in, in one sense is that there's something out there that's bigger than you and you serve that uh, you serve it and so as a way of bringing it down to this way of relating it on the secular level, shall we say, is, um, you know, the work that we do, for example, in a way is like, I'm expressing myself through the work that I do. You know, last week, like Emily said, she is not a coach. Uh, she, sorry, she's, yeah, she's not a coach. She does coaching for a living. And, um, and whereas for me, I feel like the, the, the things that I extend out is like, this is, these are the, I, I, what I put out there is how I define myself as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that isn't to say that if I'm not a coach tomorrow, then I'm nothing. I I know there's different things to it, but this is the way that I express myself in this moment and uh, in this moment in time. And so, and I feel like me doing it is not just about me. It's about something bigger than that because of the people that it can affect and and i feel like the things that i'm learning and the things that i'm putting into practice are not in a strange way is i'm not doing it just for myself so i feel like i'm doing it for myself but it also feels like it's for a, there's a for another reason and it might be that you know one of the thoughts i had is like it might be that i'm learning all this stuff and putting into practice all this stuff so that i can teach it to my future generations you know so to teach teach to my kids if and when i end up having them and uh so there's it just feels like there's something bigger than you in it and then there's a purpose there's a deeper purpose there for it 
Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, with a scenario that arises like now with, you know, let's call it the pandemic era, it just shows how untethered we really are. And uh, which is a big reason why uh, there's, okay, you can't ever account for anything like this and something like this will have a big impact on how you approach life. You know, anybody will suffer because there's such a level of uncertainty that arises uh, that you don't know how to how to deal with it. And what your brain is always doing is looking for certainty as well. So it's always looking for the best way out of uncertainty. And if it can't find it, then you've got anxiety. And But again, the way to buffer against that is to have all these things that we talked about earlier, human connection, human movement, are two of the biggest, biggest things that you can do. And, and having a faith is going to be one of those things as well. You know, um, whether it's, it doesn't have to be religious, but it can be something. But I think what people are actually looking for is something religious mm-hmm. and they just don't know it because they've, there's this, um, uh, you know, forget about all the celestial stuff, you know, put that aside. You don't have to believe in supernatural stuff, but there's is a codified way of living that has been baked into religion, which actually hacks into, you know, you could look at it that way, hacks into our neuropsychology um, which shows the best way to live and shows the mm-hmm. most if if by best way to live is the measure of is being measured by how content you are and how meaningful you feel like your life is which i'd say most people are going for but because there isn't that um and it's difficult to find that when it's kind of uh, not bestowed upon you you have to figure out a little bit for yourself there's a lot of untethered beings out there and then yeah mental health issues go through the roof so there's, in a way, it's kind of finding that equivalent of religion for you and and using that to to live a live a more meaningful life. Too right, man. Too right. I mean, the word that comes to mind is intent. Mm. Intent with, uh, with, with faith, I think, is a big one because uh, in, in my faith, I, I'll see this all the time. I'll see kind of practitioners of the faith and they're preaching like they're holier than now and they have the full get up and and they they will spend hours and hours and hours kind of rattling away at scriptures and and kind of and just preaching and having this like constant uh what's the word recitation like going through Mm -hmm. them but then the first first time first opportunity that presents itself for them to be truly kind and truly kind of wholesome to another person. And it's almost mm. like, oh, well, oh, I'll see you there, but I have to kind of, oh, I'm off my way to kind of just be a bit more, uh, a bit more on it with my, uh, my faith and, and whatever. And it's, <laughs> it's, that is such a blank spot for me. Whereas I, I see mm. people kind of going through their day and they have a true handle on their own intention to be a good person. And I almost see mm. that as, as the, as the biggest faith, that you can really have is, is that I know Mm. that I'm trying to do good. And as a result, whatever comes of it, hopefully will be good. If that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. whereas, whereas I I feel like, uh, people with or with, with or without a religion or or a set set of values, the real thing that you've got to kind of tether to in my experiences is that intent is like, Mm -hmm. I I was reading this thing the other day, which was like, uh, be the person your dog thinks you are right it's such a simple <laughs> such a simple thing right but it's so true it's like that's like, so great my dog's looked at me before <laughs> and just had this 
elated look on his face like we're we gonna go for a walk like that is everything you know what i mean and you can't yeah. you can't be a shithead in that moment you just can't right? yeah. like, it's it's just it's just impossible for you to just be a bad person you carry that energy with you the intent that he has is just to be happy and just to kind of go through life um uh living well right that's that's hmm. the energy that, that i feel like people sometimes miss out on even though they are part of a religion part of a faith because hmm. the because the intent isn't there the intent yeah you know, we talk about this all the time in regard to training um you can you're doing reps but this guy's doing the reps you know what i mean there's 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 like a there's, there's i'm going out but i'm going out out you know what i mean that, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that mickey flanagan right but, yeah um, there's such a difference man there's such a difference between yeah. really uh, do you know who's 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 experiencing this right now hemel uh shout oh, yeah. out bubble butt brown right this oh, guy yeah. <laughs> this guy right episode, now episode episode 20 Episode oh, yes. 21. Look at this yeah. legend. Legend. I love it. You know, you know, Episode legend, 21. Yeah. After Aaron, Bills. I rode Ariel Hawani over here. The fifth, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy came like, yeah, UFC 133. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Who's this guy, man? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 he's knocking on the door of intent and he's realizing that there's a whole friggin' can of worms behind that. They didn't really know that was there. And, um, right. It, it's so it's so interesting to, to see him fully fully actualized on a rep just a rep mm. done with real driven intent because he's just like what the fuck mm. this is yeah. this is so wild like i feel <laughs> that i never knew was there before and, yeah. and lo and behold this physique's changing like crazy compared to before yeah. um amazing it's it just it's just a way of him centering himself in the moment like he mm. he's not got anything any other intention in that moment apart from to bring point a and point b together do it with cohesion of the whole body working as a unit to drive force through one area to drive tension through one area and uh, mm. he's seen the benefit of it but that that only comes through a singularity focus of i need to intend on this happening with all yeah. of my being you know what i mean that's that's the that's that's the that's the crux of all this yeah man, it's, it's special to see and I, I really think that that's something that that is a lot uh pe- people kind of they, they don't really scratch that surface enough mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think um in training generally as well you mean both man both I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah I, I, I'd, I'd say so you definitely see it in training for sure i think uh yeah because yeah, i guess it's just easy to just float by because things are kind of relatively easy right in mm-hmm. the kind of world that we live but yeah training wise for sure it's just like mindlessly pulling out some reps and then you realize that you could do the same number of reps but actually if you were focused the, the difference is crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you 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 kind of uh Oh, the words, words just left me there. They'll come back. Mm. They'll come back. The, yeah. the, ah, nope. It's gone, G. It's going <laughs> to come back. It's gone. Time. It's gone. Yeah, it's just flown away. It's off. It's, it's off like the, the wind. Yeah. <laughs> the eagle has left the building. Yeah, buddy. He's off. He's off. Yeah, man. It, it, it's, um, nah. <laughs> Nah, nah trying, just trying, trying to will it. I'm just trying, trying to will it. Trying, just I, I said, I said this to TJ earlier. I said uh, we were doing hip airplanes at the gym, and uh, oh, yeah. I said to him, I said, "You ever find when you wobble with a hip airplane, and then you tense really hard, and you can say you can save it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I find yeah. that." I was like, "I love that. Yeah. I love because that's intense. <laughs> that's intense. Like, yes. I will not be moved. I'm staying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, got it. I got it back. It came yeah. back. You're just willing <laughs> yourself to find stability. It's like, oh, where's my stability switch? Click that. Let's go. That's stay. It. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's, exactly. that's the intent in the moment. 
Yeah, man. But it, it, it's 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 complete. Sorry, this is what I was going to say. Bam! I'm back. Bam! Love it always it. comes back. Back in the room, people. So the way I see training is that it's just a it's a simple way, in my opinion, of teaching exacting on intent. Like you mm. can feel when you go up and down into a deadlift, and yeah, okay, I'm going up and down, but it's like you can bring this point and drive it into this point like your life yeah. depended on it. And I want you to yeah. feel how this muscle will just swell with lactic acid. And you're just like, oh <laughs> shit, what's that? <laughs> what was that? Was that there the whole time? Like, yeah, that was there the whole time. You just didn't, yeah. you didn't press that button enough to, 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 to get it to, 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 to squeeze like that. Um, hmm. And you see it on clients' faces and they finish a set and they're just like, I never knew I could do that. It's, it's, yeah. it's okay well well now we have intent let's carry this mm -hmm. shit forward you know what i mean that that's a i feel like sometimes we can we can give people this uh i don't know whether i said this last week but i i feel like as a pt we're almost like a a renter consciousness like a renter mm -hmm. consciousness in terms of like oh i have i have a lot of intent when i when i train and you i I'll, i would also like to have this intent so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some some dough for the hour or whatever i'm sorry, I'm generalizing <laughs> here and I want you mm. to part ways with that intent and show me how to really give it some when it's time. Um, and yeah, it, it changes everything, man. It changes everything. Mm. This is it's it's a, my favorite thing to teach a client is how to just lock into something and just then just mm -hmm. go to town. You know what I mean? Like f find that stability over time, um, and then just just spend yourself because it's mm. it's almost like you wanna you wanna find the the point at which the wheels come off because yeah. that that's that's everything. You know what I mean? You, if you don't know mm. where that is you um you don't know what you're aiming for you know i mean you don't know where where you need to start directing your effort more uh and i, yeah. I love that i absolutely love kind of genuinely i love failing because you yeah. all of a sudden you know the direction you know where you're headed you know i mean you're headed mm. to a place where that's that's not hard anymore um yeah it's interesting man it's really really interesting that's loving failing man how many yeah, people man. can say that <laughs> Uh, Emily said it last week, right? She was like, "I want to be the worst person in the room uh, yeah. when I'm doing anything," and I, I could resonate with that so hard because because I feel mm -hmm. like you, even though we moved my jujitsu, um, and I remember that first session I went into wave. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Have I told you this story? Mm, maybe going, going into wave the first time, and I just googled it, jujitsu club near me. Cool, wave came up, and uh, went in. It was open mat on a Sunday and mm. uh, I'm just there in like a base layer and a pair of shorts I was like I've never done jiu-jitsu in my life I've never done anything yes. in my life okay. and I tapped tap this guy on the shoulder and uh, asked him and I was like I watched everybody else do some stuff I remember seeing Sam on the mats I don't know if I saw you that day but I saw Sam and uh, and I was just like oh, do you want to roll and because uh, everyone else was saying that I didn't even know what rolling was like hardly ever done <laughs> I, I think I'd done it a little bit with TJ before I'd left and that was like three three years prior to where I am right now and mm. uh, I ended up rolling with this guy and he ends up being a 10-year veteran black belt. Like, yeah. he has his own gym in Birmingham. He was just down for the day to, to roll with uh, with Lorenzo. And uh, he's uh, he just tied me up in knots. And I was like, yeah. this is amazing. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I want to, like, that time that time where you had your, your this here and I couldn't do anything. Like, how do I how do I get out of that? And then you broke some of the things down for me. And I was like, this is brilliant. That's exactly what I yeah. needed. I needed to just get it, come in here not get one point but get every point scored against me because there's only one way i can go now you know what i mean that's <laughs> yeah back up and up and up and up early ways up that's such a that's uh in a way that's quite lucky that you lucked out that it was a black belt for your first role as well yeah. because uh, you know it could have been like another white belt or like yeah early blue belt or somebody who just tries to 
That yeah. was so good too. That was fun. That was that was, that was just yeah. like okay, let's just have an ego battle now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all it's gonna end up being. It's like, oh this guy this guy's big and he's saying he's never rolled before. I can't get I can't I can't get tapped to this guy. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. uh and I then remember, they just like trying to go down. Getting get your scarf hold on somebody and just squeezing mm. like it was the zit of my life and just be like sorry mate. <laughs> the, the, zit. <laughs> <laughs> the zit of my life. <laughs> the zit of my life. You're going down, man. Sorry, I gotta take this head with me, man. Can't You're gonna pop. <laughs> you are, they're just like getting a tap but it's a it's a pity tap because it's just like mate just get off me right you don't know what you're oh, doing God. i don't know what you're yeah. doing you're gonna hurt me i'm gonna hurt i'm gonna get hurt so forget about this just just bonkers man that's fucking great the zit of my life it's like gonna there's gonna pop there's gonna be like pus everywhere man it's like yeah. nasty shit man. nasty yeah shit. that's proper yeah. jokes man it's like um oh bro you know what episode it is you told me before we came on air, bro. I can't, I can't believe mm. this. I can't it's believe episode, this. Episode number 30. That is that's, big, bro. That's, that's big. That is big. This, this podcast is officially one one older than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're, you're 30 weeks old. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 29 weeks old right now. I'm yeah, just exactly. Just a baby. Yeah, man. Is, this is our 30 episodes. You've had 29 episodes in years. Yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, <sighs> To our listeners, I would say thank you for 30 because, um, and the reason why it actually matters to us is uh, early days doing some research on uh, online you know, podcasts and stuff like this. I don't know how many podcasts are there, all that kind of stuff. And just these numbers kind of get thrown up and thrown around. It's like a million podcasts out there, like legit, there's a million podcasts. And uh, for every podcast on average, there's 30 episodes. And so I started thinking about that number. I was like, hmm, on average, there are 30 episodes per podcast. But that number must surely be heavily skewed by the top 1% of podcasts out there. I mean, let alone the top 10%. Because, like, you know, if you talk about the best performing podcasts, it literally nowadays are into the thousands of episodes. Mm. So it got me thinking. I was like, there's, there's probably literally thousands and thousands of podcasts that ever started that didn't even make it to 30 episodes. And this isn't taking into account whether it's short form or long form. So short form could be, you know, somebody puts out five to 15 minute episodes, could be three times a week. And then you got long form, which is like hours, basically. And uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, 30 would be a good number to attain for just whatever, you know, just a, let's pick an arbitrary number, let it be 30 because of the meaning attached to it for this, mm. this, re- this reason. And fuck, man, we're here. <laughs> we, we're Where did that come 30. from? Yeah, exactly. Where did that come from? How do you even get there? And that's just another, it's just another lesson in just incremental gains, ain't it? It's just, don't even, yeah, just consistency. It's just, uh, it was never really, it wasn't that it was an active thought. It was like, okay, 30 would be good. You know, let's just, let's just try and clear 30. And it doesn't mean that we're going to stop now that we've got that. It's Mm. like, we're bringing down the average that way. But, um, uh, but yeah, is it just got me thinking of like in the early days, it's like, all right, I thought it would be a good number because I'm sure that's probably more num- more episodes than a lot of podcasts that have ever been set up have created. And then here we are, just happened, man. So I love it, thank man. you. I love it. And thank you, brother, for being on this journey. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate the 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 uh, the chats, man. We, we, we ain't about to start. We're about to ride this all the way to the sunset, man. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 the fun part of this man we just we just get that's started it. yeah and by sunset you mean when the sun stops burning 
in about yeah. five billion years time that's it we'll, we'll use our use our energy to restart that sun just that's it <laughs> burn it up again do, do, yeah do, exactly do, 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 a, do a thor from uh, from avengers just yeah like, exactly. start that start that guy up again exactly big time man so yeah i thought uh, that'd be worth mentioning because that's For sure um, man. sure it's, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty crazy to think that we have 60 hours right no six, 60 yeah. hours probably probably more way more than that probably because some of our episodes have been three hours long um yeah i've just but like yeah content that people can hopefully listen to and obviously some of it's some of it's about g cooking a big steak and some of it's about me uh <laughs> yeah. me salivating over some salmon but a lot of yeah. it is is hopefully quite helpful to people and mm-hmm. uh we touched on like mental health awareness and, and how if you know somebody out there who's kind of going through this stuff I feel like this podcast can help them. You know, what I mean, the, mm. the some of some of the some of the traits, some of some of the things we talk about, if if exacted on, I mean, we've seen the benefits of it ourselves. We've seen it with our mm. clients. So, if you're listening to this and you feel like you've got somebody in your life who, you know, would benefit from from 10, 15 minutes worth of listening, which maybe maybe turn into an hour, maybe turn into two hours, maybe turn into a couple of episodes, that uh, you should probably share this. You know, so uh, mm. uh, it's been it's been awesome. I can't wait to kind of keep keep just just knocking these out, man. That's it. Exactly. Keep them coming one after the other and just uh, take it an episode at a time. That's the one, man. That's the one. Yeah. One of my one of my friends today said the, said the phrase super necessary. We haven't said that in a few weeks. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I was like, that's now crept its way into it's uh, right from Street Jesus all the way by me to, to two, yeah. boys in, two boys in England. And now our, our yeah. listeners, our listeners are, are, are talking with the same lyrics too. It's fun, man. Amazing. That's super great. Necessary. Yeah, exactly, man. That's paying it forward. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine way. just using it in everyday life. You're like, mm-hmm. this is super necessary, guys. This is just super. Yeah. Just, just dropping it like yeah. a normal, normal, uh, normal what? Uh, Nomenclature, uh, whatever the word is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, just, just, yeah. It's part, part of vocabulary now, man. Super. That's necessary. it, man. Exactly. Uh, so, that's great, man. Is uh, it's a good time to leave it. Deal, man. Deal. Deal. Let's do it. No, thank you for tuning in and for those of you who've been here from the beginning you legends you know all the way through from 30 let's get to 300 next why not let's go (laughs) (laughs) let's go let's go champ let's go 300 spartans yeah yeah, exactly he's like madness this (laughs) is evolve achieve thrive I can see, I can see where your your mind's going. I'm, I'm getting a face swap app video of you do that. Yes. <laughs> I just <laughs> just do a reface of me yeah. on Gerard Butler, and then just going three hundred, man. Can I? Can I be the wife who just goes? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'm actually just yeah. him, like, give him what he needs. Just pow yeah. into the hole. Go down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Hype man. Hype man. Brown. That's it, bro. That's it. All right, people. Thank you for tuning in and uh, we will catch you next week. So give us a shout as well out on, especially on Instagram and Facebook at Evolve Achieve Thrive. Tell us what you think of the episode. Uh, share it with people like Umar was saying, share it with people you think need to hear the conversation because uh, if there's some value to be gained for you, there's certainly going to be some value to be gained for people that you know who, uh, who might be thinking the same sort of way or may need their eyes open to a new way of thinking. So uh, yeah, please feel free to share it away. And then if you do share it via social media, tag us in it as well. We'd love to we'd love to see where this is getting out to. Love it. Love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>